Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. David is going to produce today um, right out of the shoot. Um, I wanted uh, to reach out and get Jenny Rowland on the Gator Gymnastics coach because I, I wanted her to celebrate what a terrific year her team had. I mean, if, if you're going to you know, say it's a bad year because you didn't win a national championship, then everybody's had a bad year except for one team. And Florida competed its butt off and fell just short. So here's Jenny now to join us. Jenny, I'll let you add to that. Um, You've had a little time to reflect. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. On your season and how you did, uh, you know, tell us your thoughts on this season and, and how your kids competed. Well, you said it real well. Thanks for having me, Steve. Sure. And uh, appreciate the kind words. Um, extremely proud of this team. Uh, what an amazing uh, legacy of uh, and uh, the standards that this team just raised raised the bar this season. Thirty-one, one and one. Um, just a phenomenal year and a little sting, you know, at the national championship because you know what? It came down to just a, a large step, mm. the difference between first and second. Um, however, I, I really feel like this team won. I, I feel like we won. We won runner up. We won the year and um, wouldn't have done it with anybody else. And so thankful to have had this team, um, you know, com- their their commitment all the way. Jenny, you've been a competitor. You 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 know when when, when you win, it's great. When you lose, uh, to use your word, it stings. Um, do the kids feel the same way? Do they feel that they won? You know, getting to this point. Uh, initially, I can say no. Um, that that initial emotional reaction as soon as we, as soon as they looked up at the scoreboard at the very end lots of emotions um it was it was tough and i felt like i had to rally them a little bit uh, at the beginning like gators you know second place in the country that was our only loss of the year that's not too shabby so you know with with a little bit of sleep and um you know being able to reflect uh, we've had individual meetings all all year long and really they're just uh, so so grateful and uh, had a fabulous had a fabulous year. Uh, there, I've had a lot of people email and ask about: uh, Is there a deadline for gymnasts who could return to return? Is so? I'll ask: Is there a drop dead time they have to make a decision as to when they come back or not? I know everybody wants to know if these seniors <laughs> yeah. are coming back. Huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> No, there is not a drop dead deadline. Um, there is no magic date or anything like that. And um, you know, I can say you know some discussions have been had, but uh, I will definitely let those student athletes um, 
uh, let everybody know what their plans are. That's that's for them to share and their story to tell. When you uh, now are in an off season uh, and you are going you are going to lose some, uh, you've often talked about the leadership, Jenny, and, and how good it was. And I'd imagine mm-hmm. this year's group and the leadership with it was also good. Can you elaborate a little bit? Oh, most definitely. Um, you know, we're our super seniors. Um, you know, they said this week, if I could do it another year, I would. <laughs> I'd love to compete for the Gators again, um, but NCAA rules kind of get in the way there. Um, those two young young women, Alyssa Bauman and Megan Skaggs, um, just exceeded any and all expectation, um, I think, for themselves, for us. Um, they grew into the finest, which they already were, but really amazing young women and uh, did some great things for this program. So uh, a legacy that both of them, I know, um, have a lot to be proud of and um, very thankful also that we have a a group of young women who are so respectful of each other and open that I know that their leadership qualities were seen, were heard, uh, were noted, and um, I know that uh, it is going to trickle down onto this team. One of the things that, uh, one of the buzzwords in athletics now is uh, NIL, and six skaters are going to go to the uh, NIL Summit in Atlanta in June, and you've got a couple of representatives there. Uh, I imagine as a coach, you're also kind of interested in what information may, may be gleaned from that, but it's going to be kind of cool that you know, Trinity Thomas and others get a chance to go and, and discuss this first firsthand. It's it's amazing. Um, we have six skaters going and three of them are gymnasts. Yep. <laughs> so that's a pretty good uh, ratio there. Um, let's see, Trinity Thomas, Megan Skaggs, and Leah Clapper. So they, they have used their platform um, to benefit uh, many different, in many different ways. And uh, spread awareness in many different ways. So I couldn't be more proud of of them and how they represent themselves, um, but also represent uh, the University of Florida and Gators Gymnastics. Trinity Thomas is up for the Honda Award. She's a nominee. When does that get announced? Oh, I would imagine sometime next week. Okay. Um, I believe uh, ballots are due by the end of this week. And I would hope and imagine that uh, sometime next week um, the, that uh, announcement will be made. Um, I'll, I'll end with a couple of things, Jenny. Um, how rewarding a year was this for you personally? Every year has its own rewards. You know, um, I, I'd like to think that I'm – I. I'm pretty okay and pretty good, you know, at looking at the positive and being optimistic, um, working really hard on being more present, you know, on a daily basis, but uh, being able to reflect and look back uh, personally, it was so amazing to see this team. I mean, we, we always work on that cohesive piece, and I think it's really important to have everybody on the same page that it's easier to attain you know, the team's goal, if everybody, if everybody's on the same page and to see that unfold throughout the season, I think, um, is I, I'm in most awe in, um, so really, really inspiring team, uh, really grateful, um, for this team and how they did it and how they work together. 
and just really, you know, a lot of pure joy throughout the season and maybe rekindling or just, you know, the love for the sport really, really showed out on the competition floor to me. And as I've heard from others, um, it was noticeable. So that, that really means a lot to me as well. That's cool. Last thing, um, I would imagine when you schedule, you try and schedule so that you've got excellent competition that gets you ready for the postseason. Well, the SEC is really good. You faced Oklahoma. Did that competition get you prepared for the end result here? Absolutely. And the SEC is the conference to do that. We had two, four, five, seven I mean everybody that the SEC is the place to do that so um, with the addition of Oklahoma for sure they've typically been on our home and away schedule um, you know that that helps this team you know focus pay attention to those details you know early on and be ready for you know postseason and and you know that was the difference at this national championship was one step or one landing you know, shy of of a national championship. So, um, you know, it's just a, attention to detail, and the SEC definitely helps us prepare for that. Well, I, I, I think, uh, I'm not speaking for Gator Nation, but I have the belief that uh, Gator Nation is proud of what you accomplished, what your team accomplished, and uh, congratulations on that, Jenny. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you so much. Have a great day, and as always, go Gators. <laughs> All right, Jenny, thank you. Jenny Rowland, she's done a tremendous job uh, with that Gator Gymnastics team. Uh, today, uh, only here till uh, 1 o'clock, um, I just got to get the throat fixed. It's, it's just it's getting worse, and uh, just got to get it fixed. Probably not a show tomorrow either, unless – <clears throat> you know, something happens here where I can get rid of this. Uh, later on today, uh, we're going to have Vince Fedada, my buddy from the Sports Animal in Knoxville, talk to you about Florida, Tennessee baseball <coughs> and <clears throat> um, a little bit about uh, Tennessee spring football. How about softball last night? A, an old-fashioned pitching duel. one nothing. Skyler Wallace last night. Uh, a record-breaking effort. Hightower, third shutout of the season, and the Gators got their run in the sixth. Wallace walked, um, and then after a flyout, went to second, stole a base, her 37th steal, which is a new UF single-season record. Uh, and then the throw... Carried into the outfield, she did a pop-up slide, and all the way home, and won nothing. And I'm going to tell you what, um, USF's pitcher, pretty good too. Uh, that's just, that's just good. Florida now has 13 shutouts this year as well. That's pretty good. Arkansas, a really good team, comes in here this weekend for an SEC series. That should be a lot of fun. 12-14, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, 
or house? Country, techno, or techno country? But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. What's the number one mistake sellers make when selling their home? Well, the answer could surprise you. I asked Ocala's real estate expert, Scott Caldwell, with your home sold guaranteed realty, this important question. He's got over 18 years of experience, and he's seen it all. The buyer's market, the seller's market, and now the low inventory market. Just not a lot of houses out there for sale. He says one of the biggest mistakes sellers make is not planning, not planning ahead. When you have the luxury of time to sell in this market, do your research, find out what your home is really worth. If you need to buy another home, Scott Caldwell has off-market listings that never hit the MLS. You know almost 50% of sales are with off-market properties? Because Scott has over 8,000 buyers in his database, he has all the information you need to help you plan ahead and net the most money. So you start planning ahead by calling Scott Caldwell, 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit caldwellhasthebuyers.com. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville. Tie on a tube. Toss out a lure. Take a cruise. Tahoe fiberglass runabouts and deck boats help families escape. Looking at saltwater fishing boats? Mako combines the spirit of adventure with a legacy of trust. Nitro fiberglass bass boats are designed to make you a champion. Tracker all-welded aluminum boats have helped families catch fish and make memories for 40 years. Buy a tracker boat from your authorized tracker marine dealer. Polaris of Gainesville. Visit PolarisofGainesville.com. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any maker model, we're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Are you at a dead end when it comes to dealing with that awful joint pain? So was Rick Rawlings. I did a year and a half of steroidal injections in my shoulder, both shoulders. They weren't helping at all, and it was just a Band-Aid. As for the constant pain medication prescriptions... I didn't get any relief. I didn't get any sleep, so I just stopped taking them. I didn't want to get hooked on drugs. But one day... I heard a uh, commercial on the radio about QC Kinetics. Rick called QC Kinetics and learned all about natural biologic therapies, non-surgical treatments that actually help the body restore damaged joint tissue. And it was life-changing. After doing the QC Kinetics, I feel like I have a new life again. Today, my shoulders feel wonderful. My only regret was I wish I had done it sooner. From dead ends to new beginnings. Call today and learn about QC Kinetics' long-lasting relief. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Quick, the quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than your. 
Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Better skin from your body wash? Try Olay Body Wash with skincare super ingredient collagen. Olay Body Wash with collagen hydrates to rejuvenate skin surface cells for healthier looking skin in just 14 days. From dry and dull to firm and radiant. So I can step into my day feeling my best in my skin. And now try Olay Body Lotion, which hydrates for visibly firmer skin that improves over time. Olay Body, fearless in my skin. The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. He's a busy guy. He's on his tour. Going all around the state talking to Gator Clubs. He's doing that right now. All right, let's get calls. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Hi, John. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. I'll kind of give you my answers. You don't really have the answer, so you can kind of rest your throat a little bit. Hope you can get well and over the weekend so we could have some long discussions next week. But okay. uh, uh, congratulations to, uh, like you said, you had Jenny on with the gymnastics. I think, you know, you know, I, I think that's a sport we've talked about. It's a subjective because, you know, a, you know, a fall or, or, or some misstep here and there, we, we could have taken that home. But anyway, congratulations to them. Um, you talked about softball. Um, I think that they got a big blow. Uh, with uh, losing Adams for probably three weeks, hopefully that's all it is. And I've done my kind of like my calculations. If if that's true, that takes her right up to the SEC tournament uh, here in Gainesville. So hopefully we can get her rested and ready to go for postseason. And then my final uh, question to you is a yes or no answer, or, or maybe you don't know. Um, is Barco good to go for tomorrow? No, he will not pitch. Okay. Well, again, uh, get get the well, and we'll talk to you later. John, thank you. Three nine two eight two five five. Again, you can email <coughs> srussell at wruf.com. Williams says, I read uh, with Broom, kid from Moorhead State, basketball player. He has the Gators in his final eight. Um, from what I understand, he's visiting this weekend. So uh, hopefully uh, the Gators will make a good impression on him. He averaged a double-double. He is a Florida kid. Uh, I want to say Plant City area. I think I'm right in that. Um, but he is a Florida kid. Uh, all right, let's get a couple of – oh, something's going to give here when Florida plays Arkansas this weekend. Arkansas comes in the best hitting team in the SEC at 347. And Florida is the second best pitching staff with a team ERA of 2.46. So – We'll see which which one of those ends of the spectrum wins. Arkansas's team ERA is not bad, three point one nine. Byron, hello. Hey Steve, thank you for taking my call, Steve. I I had to call man and give a shout out for uh, Coach Donovan uh, in that Chicago team. Man, I didn't get to catch all of it, but man, what a what the Rosen man, Steve. Uh, a true story. Uh, this is why some of them mad at LeBron at the Lakers. Uh, 
he wanted Westbrook and didn't want DeRozan. And, yeah, I think he was in San Antonio. And, man, Coach Donovan, just, you know, some of that – I don't know how those guys can pick teams and do what he did. And uh, just shout-out to him, Steve. And real quick, I just want to mention, he got Vucevic. Vuce, I, you know those names. Vucevic from uh, Orlando. And uh, who gave up also Aaron Garden, Tobias Harris, and Evan Fournier. Fournier, I guess. I'm hoping them names, Steve. But just to show you how mismanaging uh, the Orlando Magic is, that's a playoff team right there if you add anyone with it. So just shout out to to Coach Donovan who come from over in, uh, you know, uh, Oklahoma and built a playoff team in two years or so. And uh, last, Steve, on the, on the big three, the Lakers, man, it was just funny to have a team like LeBron, Russell, and Anthony Davis and not make it. And it's 10 teams make the playoffs, high enough Orlando and the Lakers were this year. Thanks, Steve. That's my goal. And I hope, I hope your voice gets better. I talked enough. All right, Byron, thank you. I, I can't speak for anybody else, but I'm sick of the Lakers. I'm just sick of talking and hearing about LeBron and the Lakers, and they weren't any good. And they haven't been good. And here's the thing. Do we hear about any other team that the Knicks didn't make the playoffs? Anybody talking about the Knicks? No. But it's the Lakers because of the championships they've won. I understand that. And by the way, DeMar, uh, DeMar DeRozan, I love what he said after game one. He went back and looked at video of all his missed shots. And he's one of those guys that he could be 0 for 50. He's got an open look. He's taking it. Okay? But he went back and looked at all of the shots that he missed. Um, and he put he put an extra work in the gym, took some you know some shots. He was 16 of 30. He took 31 shots. 31 Shots in this game. And the Bulls won by four. Career high in scoring for him. In fact, I think Derrick Rose was the last uh, guy on the Bulls to score 40 or more points in a playoff game. So, pretty good. All right. We still have time for calls. Uh, A couple of uh, emails here. Joseph says... uh, I heard Barco won't pitch. How long is he out? Nobody knows, Joseph. Nobody knows. Coppola may be out for the year, um, and that's two lefties. Um, So, yeah, they've not announced the pitching matchups yet. Um, And I think, Jeff and I doing the On Deck show yesterday, I do think the issue is going to be how do you – First of all, who you pick, but then how do you slot them? When Georgia played Florida, they saved their Friday guy to pitch on, because that was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They had their Friday guy pitch on his normal Friday night. And yes, they swept, but you get my point. If they would have lost game one, they had their best guy, statistically, pitching in game two. So then if you win that game, then you, you know, you, you throw it up and you hope you can win the third game. So do you move Sprout up 
to Friday? You know, do you move the Saturday-Sunday guys to Friday-Saturday? What do you do? That'll be interesting to see what they do. Coming up next, my friend Vince Farrar from the Sports Animal will talk about this Tennessee baseball team, a little spring football too, 12-27. Time check brought to you by, Hay, brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. ESPN Gainesville is your source for local and regional sports. WRUF.com has it all. We know we're absolute tops of everything. From local high school sports, including football and volleyball, to every team Gators Athletics field, WRUF.com has it covered. Check this out. This is the best part. Local writers covering local teams and local stories. ESPN Gainesville, leading the way in delivering community-oriented content. Sounds like two thumbs up to me. See what's going on now at WRUF.com. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day. Every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups, fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you enough to where you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of, of being here, and that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi includes advanced security to help protect all your connected devices. You'll get real-time alerts. Oh, like this one. So you don't have to worry about malware. Or when your kid downloads a song from a shady link. And now all your computer can play is... Red color, red color, where are you? <sighs> all blocked, thanks to advanced security. Included with Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Advanced security must be enabled in the Panoramic Wi-Fi app. Restrictions apply. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. Mary had a little gnat, little gnat, little gnat. Mary had a little gnat that flew around her home. Everywhere a Zevo glows, Zevo glows, Zevo glows. And everywhere a Zevo glows, the gnat was sure to go. Zevo traps use blue and UV light, not odors or chemical insecticides, to attract and trap flying insects. Just plug it in and trap bugs around the clock. Zevo, people friendly, bug deadly. Now at a store near you. 
from the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sky staying partly cloudy and winds breezy today, especially east toward the St. John River and the first coast. High temperatures near 80 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy, cooling down to about 60 with our breeze calming down. Tomorrow, once again, a mixture of clouds and sun. A little bit warmer, though. Highs should creep up toward the mid-80s. Over the weekend, feeling like summertime by Sunday, highs getting to the upper 80s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Matt. We are joined by Diana Rossini. What up, Dadai? Good morning, Kate. You're telling me you don't go on Instagram and look at some people that you used to be I, friends I with? I wouldn't even, Diana, I couldn't even tell you how to log into an Instagram. <laughs> right, he doesn't know <laughs> what Instagram is Instagram. yet. You know. Into a Instagram. Yeah, I don't even, I don't. I have no idea how this stuff works. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From pylon to pylon, oh, we are your home for all things football. 63 yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. Anybody who follows Gator baseball knows Florida's going through a brutal stretch of games here in the SEC. The last four weekends, Florida plays teams that are 6-10, in the SEC. Uh, that helps. But Tennessee's not one of those teams. The Vols lead the league in hitting at 317, lead the league in pitching with a 2.09 ERA. They are 34-3. and Vince Farrar, sports animal, Knoxville, will tell you why Tennessee is so good. Vincenzo, welcome. Paisan, always great to talk to you. Yeah, getting to see them firsthand. It's, uh, I mean, now the number one team uh, unanimous for about a month, I guess, and Getting to call those games with John Wilkerson and, and seeing them firsthand—it's uh, it's quite different. And I mean, last year they were doing things they hadn't done in a long time, but it's on a different level now. When you're the number one team and, and fans, there's the overload demand for for tickets. So, uh, and you know, they have some entertainment value <laughs> as well. So it spices things up even more. It amazes me in this day and age of you know hitting and homers and all that. Folks, I want you to understand, and I'm not doing this hyperbole. These are facts. Tennessee's pitchers allow a composite 184 batting average to their opponents. That's just ridiculous. So let's start on the mound. You've had some injuries there, but you've managed to work through it. What do you see as the rotation for this weekend, Vince? Yeah, it really highlights the depth that the staff has. I mean, they they have a first-round draft pick likely in this coming draft uh, in Blade Tidwell, who's a freshman All-American last year, who will be draft eligible uh, after this season. Uh, he hadn't even started on the weekend yet. He had some shoulder soreness going into the year. So they've been doing this with freshmen, sophomore freshmen in their starting rotation that's putting up those kind of of ridiculous numbers. Here's another one for you, and the one you pointed out 
as strong. No one is within 20 points in terms of batting average close to that 184 opponent. Here's another one that's unbelievable. Tennessee has only walked 78 batters. <laughs> that's like two a game. Uh, and and the next closest team is 111. <laughs> so I mean, a lot of these stats, offensive and defense, it it's not even it's not even close. But they they throw strikes. They don't put guys on when they do give up some home runs. I've given up now 31 on the year. I mean, that's kind of like middle of the pack in the league. Um, you know, a, the, a fair amount of them are solo shots. Yep. So, and that's because they don't put guys on base. So they. They aren't their own worst enemy. And you've seen how all these things, Steve, calling those games, you know how all those things are connected. Uh, connected. Walk the leadoff guy. Next thing you know, you have an error. You can't, you know, everything is connected. And Tennessee doesn't make it more difficult for itself. So um, I, I think this weekend you mentioned the injury. Um, they they haven't had uh, Blake Tidwell, but he's been working his way back trying to uh, to – ramp up his workload and it, he's gone a couple of innings as long as he's gone but uh, he's I, I think he's ready he did not pitch in the midweek which is an indicator typically that he would get a start on the weekend the re, the relievers get some midweek work but the starters often do not so they held him back this week i think there's a good chance you'll see him on Saturday, and the reason will be is because Chase Dolander took that line drive off of his pitching arm, his right arm, that thankfully was there was no fracture. It was just a bruise. Uh, he's getting better, but they may, and I use the term may, hold him back. They haven't made any determination. They're kind of seeing how he goes and things like that. But I would, would think there's a fairly good chance they put those two and two together, and the way Tony Martell has typically been overly cautious and trying to protect his players, that it might be Tidwell starting Saturday for Chase Dolander, who was leading the SEC in strikeouts prior to having to leave after one inning, which really kick-started, Steve, all of the – the antics of getting Tony Vitello tossed, and, and you may get into that, so I'll hold off on that. But, yep. um, that uh, that uh, I think could bring our first change in seeing this team into the weekend rotation where it's been freshman super talent Chase Burns, um, who, whose last two outings have been shorter and a little bit more of a struggle. Um, we'll see how he responds to it. And then Dolander has been outstanding on Saturdays. And then another freshman who wasn't as heralded as Burns, but still fairly highly rated, and Drew Beam, who's from the mid-state of Murfreesboro. Uh, he's been probably the most consistent of all three of them starting on Sunday. Uh, and they also have another pitcher who's out, Seth Halverson, who was Missouri's Friday night starter, as you know. But he, uh, he's he been out for a while. He had a setback in the offseason and uh, then he had another one with uh, wisdom teeth pulled out, and apparently he's had another uh, setback and not maybe uh, healing as much. So there's there's pro- it's probably unlikely that he's even going to pitch this year. So that was another arm they were hoping to get back, but um, still tons of bullpen arms, and and I, I that's been a difference maker for Tennessee is all the arms they've had to go to the bullpen early Friday, had to go to the bullpen early Friday and Saturday. And they got great work out of the pen. And all those arms is a is a separator with other teams. 
Let me ask this because in, in watching Tennessee play, uh, as you said, you know, because of what they've done, how they do it, the home crowds are electric. You know, you can say what you want about Vitello, but the, the kids seem to feed off of that. But he won't coach the first couple of games here. Do you think that'll make any difference? No, it hasn't. I don't think they've lost when Josh Elander has been their acting head coach. It happened a couple of years ago where Vitello was uh, tossed uh, against Kentucky. I think it was uh, um, you know, his second ejection, and I think he had to sit out a game, and Josh Elander filled in then. You know, um, other last year against Vanderbilt, he was he was tossed, and you know Elander, um, you know, steps in. Frank Anderson obviously is another one there that fills in because he's such a, a veteran that you know makes some decisions anyway. But um, and then they won both of those games Saturday, where all that happened in the first inning, and they won on Sunday and looked awfully motivated and still in control. I mean, they're, they're on the same page in terms of what Vitello wants and Josh Elander smartly like Tony Vitello always does. will lean on Frank Anderson. Anderson wasn't there on Saturday. That's maybe the craziest one yeah. is you just lost two in a row to Tennessee tech with wood bats and smoky stadium. Then, uh, then you lose on Friday night. Then you have all that happen. Dolander takes it off the arm in the first inning and you lose your starter, your pitching coach, and your head coach <laughs> in like a five-minute period, having lost two in a row, which hadn't happened to you. But they still were motivated and ran away from Bama the rest of the weekend. And uh, doing it without those two was big. But um, this team, any little thing, uh, they seem to use it as fuel and motivation on top of the ability they have. So I don't, I don't think it makes a difference the, the first two days it, it makes a difference for Vitello because he's going to be like you know beside himself yeah. in uh in being a beast and trying to you know wanting to be involved but he can't Vince Farrar our guest from the sports animal up in Knoxville Tennessee Vince is there any area here you know statistically whether it be fielding or I mean is there a week I mean they I don't see any here I'm not saying they can't be beat because they can but do you see uh, a chink in the armor here I really don't, and to be honest with you, because you you want to try to be realistic with this team, and they're we we've said that this team is not. I mean, there are people that I'm sure we're thinking, well, we're not going to lose again. I mean, that that's just not going to happen. So they were going to have their off nights or little little bumps in the road. So kind of looking for them. I even I call the games, and I was looking for them and haven't really been able to find it. The only thing that you, you, you might poke at a little bit is the home run numbers in SEC play have picked up just a tick. But like I mentioned, for the most part, they don't make it harder on themselves by putting guys on. So they do limit the damage um, against um, in the uh, – uh, in the Friday start for Drew Beam, he, came, he gave up against Bama, he gave up three home runs, but they were all solo shots, and Tennessee won that game going away. So uh, um, if you combine that with – because Tennessee throws strikes, uh, they have velo, and guys are sitting on their on, – uh, you know, sitting fastball, hunting fastball at times, especially with when teams are, are – uh, tipping pitches to their batters, which is what started all of that. Right. 
Tennessee suspected it on Friday night that Alabama was not only tipping pitches but relaying it to their batters. So they feel like that's dangerous when batters know exactly what's coming because, as you know, you can speed up the bats even more than just when you guess right. Uh, and that's what made them mad and set everything off. Uh, but it, it, you, they do give up some long balls. That's not a dominant stat for them unless they start to nitpick or not have a feel for their, their spin pitches and start to put guys on, and then you have that element. That could kind of domino effect a little bit. But, I mean, that that's just hunting for something. There, there is not. I mean, they have, they have – not only do they have a lot of arms, Steve, they have – variation of different types of arms joists that can throw 104 guys that don't even get to 90 that are in the mid 80s that have elite change up and breaking balls they just have a lot of right handers left handers it's got a lot of variety and they can play matchup a lot of times when they need to let's end with tennessee spring football vince um i I don't know if it's fair to say that they overachieved last year in heupel's first year but as you look at this team now what you saw in the spring what, what do you see well, I think they had a very successful season. I know for some, and you know how it is, some of the 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 older fan base that has the standard. Well, seven and I'm never going to be happy with seven and six. That's never a success. Well, sure it is. <laughs> you may try to talk yourself out of that, but considering the circumstances, the NCAA stuff hanging over them, not having depth, not knowing the quarterback, first year who the quarterback was was going to be, having to change the quarterback midstream, uh, having so many question marks with with you know with guys on a roster that don't necessarily fit everything of what a the new brand new coaching staff wants to do just so many things that were working against them i i think they did a great job with it and now you have staff continuity they only lost one coach and cody burns wide receiver coach who went took the similar type of job to the saints elevated his top you know ga under him who was really popular in kelsey pope and so you have staff continuity now you have a starting quarterback that knows he's the guy and is acting like it and is leading it and had a phenomenal year. Now he gets to be your guy from the get-go, and now they're working on elevating what he and everybody else can do as opposed to teaching them now they can fine-tune it, and that makes a difference. And they just – it's such a big difference in their morale, the culture that Hypel has compared to the way it was with Pruitt, where it was a grind, it was work for them. You You could see that. And now it's it's different. Um, they're they're motivated and look, their defense not great, and they had some losses off of it. Guys will will be drafted in the mid to late rounds, but um, they stayed pretty healthy through spring, even though they held a few guys out for precaution. And that's a plus too. They don't have depth. They're going to have to add a few pieces in the transfer portal because other schools have done better than them. But they have momentum in recruiting, and uh, you know Tennessee is just in a different place. Uh, right now as you know trying to contend to be one of those you know the the two number two team in the in the east right now because we know the gap with georgia and everybody else my friend uh tell us where you can see your work yeah i appreciate it at vince sports v-i-n-c-e sports on twitter uh, our website has so much content on ut baseball and football there's practice video we're, we're still able to see practice we even got a scrimmage 
where we got to to watch in video, Steve. I'm not trying to pile on because I uh, I don't know what you guys got this year. Typically, Mullen wouldn't give you guys no, anything. Better, better, better. Okay, good. Um, so you can see practice highlights, all that kind of stuff, and uh, interviews on our website, 991thesportsanimal.com, and you know all of our games. We're uh, we're on the Vol Network, so I won't be in Gainesville this weekend. Unfortunately, won't be able to to see you, my friend, but. Um, my partner John Wilkerson will have that call, and you know, always, uh, always tweeting and and putting out about uh, Tennessee baseball. So it'll be fun. Vince, always appreciate you, man. Thanks for your time. You're the man, Paisan. Thank you. Thanks, Vince Ferrara, Sports Animal, Knoxville, twelve forty six. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety eight one FM, eight fifty AM WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN ninety eight one FM and eight fifty AM WRUF. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Hey, this is Steve Russell from my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Please join them all day today, Thursday the 21st, as we build brighter possibilities for our local youth in foster care. All drink sales will be donated to the Partnership for Strong Families that provides resources for local foster kids in our area. Make a difference in your local community for deserving kids. And come thirsty at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, 412 Southwest 4th Avenue for a good cause. Do it today. Protect your hard-earned savings from inflation with Radiant Credit Union's Adjustable Rate Certificate. Many investors are waiting and watching as interest rates continue to climb, but inflation could be eating away the value of your savings. Our new Adjustable Rate Certificate lets you invest now, knowing that twice each year, your rate will automatically adjust to keep up with interest rates. Learn more at RadiantCU.org protect. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. More than 56,000 distracted driving crashes happened last year in Florida. And sadly, more than 300 people involved in those crashes never made it home. Distracted driving puts everyone on the road in danger. The text can wait, put it down, and focus on driving. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Dance go marching one by one, ew, 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 ew. But mom's got Ziva when they come, hurrah, hurrah. We used to spray and rush away. But Ziva lets us stay in play. Since it won't fog up the room. But the bugs will still meet their doom. Boom, boom, boom. Beat bugs with Zevo. It uses essential oils that attack bugs' biological systems. Plus, it's safe for use around people and pets when used as directed. Zevo, people friendly, bug deadly. Now at a store near you. 
We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, we have one <clears throat> final segment here. We can get your calls. 392-8255. If you want to email, you can. srussell at wruf.com. Thanks to Gator Gymnastics coach Jenny Rowland and to my friend Vince Farrar from the Sports Animal telling you about Tennessee. All right, Joe emails a football question. He says, Steve, with the Gator football team such a young team, not a lot of uh, juniors and seniors, do they hit the transfer portal hard? Yes, I think so. I think they've got to. I mean, I, some of the young talent here I think is good. But if you can upgrade in the portal, you, in my opinion, do that. You don't just take anybody. But if you think somebody's going to help you and be better than the talent you have now, Joseph, then yes. I think you do that. Um, Mark emails. If you had to guess, Steve, uh, how many games does Florida take this weekend against Tennessee? I'll say one. Florida can take more than that if they play well, but they've got to show me that. Because, look, they could have swept Vanderbilt on the road last weekend. They could have with a you know, play here, a play there. But I would say one. And they can't get swept. That that can't have that happen. Ted, hello. Hey, how you doing today? All right, Ted. Uh gonna ask you about the Gator Softball okay. team. Mm-hmm. Uh thoroughly enjoyed the trip last night. Had a had a nice crowd. Um had a couple questions. Our, I don't watch that many games, but our catcher seems to have an absolute rocket for an arm. And throwing to second base, she, she is deadly. But theirs, their catcher could not make a throw to second base. She'd arc the ball. And I was wondering why it took us six innings to try to steal second base. We didn't have that many people on. Well, that's one reason. Yeah, Yeah. but when you've got the people on, why don't you take advantage of it and go for the steal? Let me ask you something, Ted. If you you have a, a person on first base that's not a good runner, why would you do that? Because their catcher is so awful. Well, she, she she was arcing the ball. She was double hopping at the second. I, I think Tim Walton knows his personnel pretty well. And I, and for example, Wallace, who's a very good base stealer, in fact, did that and took advantage of that. But you're not going to ask somebody who is not a good base stealer if the catcher just has an average arm. You have to know your your team and and your personnel. And I think that's the reason why. Well, with Wallace as the uh, the only base stealer, 
were they trying to do a hit and run with her every time or I didn't see the game I didn't see the game um and part of this also is if you have a pitcher like just like in baseball their pitcher South Florida's pitcher was really good and 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 if you throw hard that ball gets to home plate and because of the rule about you know when you can leave to steal that factors into it as well because if you bounce the throw there that's not a problem if you bounce the throw and it's accurate, I'll take that. Well, you probably, if you were the catcher, you probably could have thrown the ball faster than she could. But uh, you certainly don't need to arc it. Uh, but uh, I was just curious on that. Also, when there's a pop-up, why does the catcher not remove her mask for simple pop-ups so she can see the ball better. Uh, without seeing it, um, I would agree with you. Uh, did that two times. Uh, one time it fell between her and Eccles, and it was clearly a catcher ball to catch, but she couldn't locate it. Well, let, well, let me ask time, a question before you continue. Was the ball in fair territory? No, it was not. Okay. I mean, because sometimes... Without seeing the play, Ted, if you have somebody coming in that can reach it, that person should take charge. It's a much easier play for somebody coming in than for a catcher to make that play in general. Well, when the ball is right there at the catcher and she's looking around for it, Eccles was she did her she did her best. Uh, she thought the catcher had it. It looked like I was I was sitting right behind home plate. It looked like she was expecting the catcher to get it, but she just never located it. Neither one of them could. Uh, Eccles couldn't quite get to it the first time and barely did the second time. She, she made an incredible catch from third base, but uh, yeah, that was that was a little surprising because uh, most catchers, as soon as it's popped up, the mask is off, and they're looking for where in the world the ball might yeah, be. Yeah, without seeing the play, I agree with you. Yeah. But yeah, I was just curious because their, their, their catcher was awful. Uh, All right. The entire game. All right. Thank you, Ted. Appreciate your call. Box and Jim, hello. <clears throat> hey, Steve. Um, I heard the news the other day of Anthony uh, Richardson had gotten a ticket or something. And I think he was clocked about 100 miles per hour. And then they showed on Channel 20 the video of it. So I'm very disappointed uh, in Richardson, and I hope that he's not heading down a path here that uh, is going to um, he's going to be like a Jameis Winston or somebody or some other thug. So hopefully this is the first and last time. If I'm Billy, and I hope Billy Napier is going to be a staunch disciplinarian because uh, our previous coach wasn't, and the team had no discipline. So uh, I, I disagree uh, with that. Uh, if you well, look at Dan Mullen's tenure here, mm-hmm. how many players got in trouble? Name me a couple. Well, I, well, I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't see discipline on, on the field. Well, that's different. Okay. Well, that's different. You're, you're 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 telling me something that occurred off okay. the field. Okay. Now you're relating that to discipline on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to agree with you on that. I do not recall Dan Mullen having a lot of problems with. Uh, People getting in trouble with the law. That is that is true. I'll give him that. Uh, 
like I think Coach Spurrier said, nothing good ever happens after what, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock or something in the morning. But, but my point is, uh, I hope Billy Napier is going to set him down because this guy has a lot of potential uh, as a uh, you know quarterback. Uh, it's obvious to everybody, of course. Um, but uh, I hope I hope that this is the first and last time. And if it is, okay, you know we'll give you one, but the next one's on you, fellow. So I, ho- I hope this is not the beginning of a uh, Lawrence Phillips from uh, Nebraska or something like well, that. Well, that's but we'll... again, you're not comparing apples and apples. What Lawrence <laughs> Phillips did is not nearly what Anthony no, Richardson no. did. So if you're going to make a comparison, Jim, make an accurate one. But I think I, I okay. see the point you're trying to make. Don't get in trouble. I get that. Okay, but anyway, I hope it's not because uh, all right, this kid's got a lot of you know a good future if you act right. All right, Jim. Thank you for your call. Steven says, do we have the potential to go toe-to-toe with Tennessee or do you need them to be a little off? Well, I mean, look, their record speaks for itself, right? If Florida plays its best and Tennessee plays its best, given what we have seen, Tennessee wins the series. I think it's fair to say. So could Florida use a little help? Yeah, but if Florida plays well, they can win the series. That's it for today. Uh, I'm going to get this throat situation, I hope, straightened out. (coughs) And then we'll be doing this on Monday. Thanks to David for producing today. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. One CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.